Star Wars 7x7 episode 1340 today, the non-spoiler preview of the finale of Star Wars Rebels happening tonight. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, this is Matt Moore from Comics with Kenobi, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and it seems appropriate to start this off with a non-spoiler tag on the beginning of this because of the fact that with the premiere of this happening, all right, let's do the math, 17 and a half hours after this episode drops, it's not an entirely spoiler-free world that we're living in. There was a fan screening of these last episodes already in a Q&A session with the cast and Dave Filoni that followed, and already some media outlets are reporting reporting stories with headlines like series finale changes the world of Star Wars as we know it or <laughs> variations on that kind of sentiment. And I've been seeing things from people who were at the fan event who are not tweeting any spoilers but are saying, oh my gosh, it's amazing and expect the unexpected. And then when you think you've expected the unexpected, then turn your expectations around on their ear and unexpect them all again. And you must unexpect what you have expected in all of these kinds of things. So, yeah, there's nothing that we can really say about the season finale of Rebels and the series finale of Rebels beyond what we already know for sure. And what we already know for sure are based on three very straightforward things. One, the mid-season trailer. Two, the little snippet that appeared in the Rebels Recon episode. And three, the let's do this sizzle that came out just a couple of days ago as well. And we might as well start with the snippet that appeared at the end of Rebels Recon for A World Between Worlds and Wolves and a Door. That's the snippet where Hera arrives on a ship and we have in the scene Rex and Wolf and Gregor and Agent Callus as well as Hondo Anaka. Hera was apparently expected earlier, but it's been more difficult to get off the fall than it has been before. Surprise, surprise with the Imperial blockade and all. And so we've already known that part of what's going to go down with the series finale is that Ezra is calling in every last favor he can to get a crew together to try and drive the Imperials off of Lothal once and for all, and this has to be part of the recruiting effort to do so. Hera has gotten off of Lothal to go wrangle some people up and get them back to Lothal to help with this effort. Now, the last time we saw Rex and Callus, they were on the Ghost and in control of it because the Ghost crew had rendezvoused with the Crime Lord as Morrigan to get smuggled onto Lothal by him. So Hera actually getting back with Callus and Rex and Hondo also is part of the ghost ending up back on the fall since we've seen it in the mid-season trailer and also in that let's do this sizzle reel for the final episodes of the season. And clearly in the meantime, while all the stuff was going down on the fall, sometime during that period of time, Rex and Callus picked up Wolf and Gregor and Hondo as well. Hondo, I guess, had had some sort of message gotten to him, so <laughs> there he is too. Anyway, they're going to make it down to Lothal at some point, and how they get there, who can say at this point. But we know that there are 
two, at least two, places where there's going to be significant action in these final episodes of Rebels. One of them is at the Rebel headquarters on Lethal, and the other one is going to be at the Imperial Command Center in Capital City on Lethal. Now, that place... You know, I've looked on Wikipedia, and it says that it's just a similar design to the Imperial construction modules that we've seen orbiting in space, but I swear I've seen something that suggests that the command center that's on Lethal is actually, like, turning on some sort of jet engines or (laughs) something like that and getting it to lift up into space. So I'm wondering if it's, like, one of those almost Geonosian-like things where, remember those round pods that were, you know, on the ground and could actually take off and whatnot? I, for some reason, think that the one that we're seeing on Lethal is one that can actually fly up into space. Don't quote me on that, though. All Wikipedia is saying about it is that it's the same design, but not that it has the same capabilities. Anyway, one of the things that's particularly intriguing about knowing that there are going to be these two big action set pieces is the presence of Governor Price in both of them. So there's one scene in the mid-season trailer where all the rebels are assembled and they actually have a handcuffed Governor Price with them. And then in the sizzle reel for the coming series finale, the one that was just released a couple of days ago, Governor Price is on one of the gunships and saying, you know, we don't want to disappoint our emperor as they're about to attack the rebel headquarters. And apparently we're not done with Ian McDiarmid either because we do get to hear a little voice snippet from him as well. So whether the emperor is actually going to make an appearance in these episodes, we don't yet know. The ones that we've seen in the mid-season trailer... Everything that we saw of him there was already shown to us in A World Between Worlds, so unfortunately we don't have any more information to go on than that. So it seems that we actually have the bare bones of what's going to happen in each of the three episodes, meaning that the first episode is going to be all about assembling the crew for this last job, and then one of the two remaining episodes is going to be about what happens around the infiltration of the Imperial Command Center, and the other of the two final episodes will have mainly to do with the attack on the rebels. And if you're interested in some non-spoiler speculation about that, well then, I'll have that for you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, no sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, so again, non-spoiler speculation, meaning that this is not based on any inside information that I have about any of these last three episodes of Rebels, which, for the record, I don't have any, and I haven't even read any of the spoilerific articles that are popping up. Headlines, thankfully, have not been very spoilery at all, but I've seen a couple of spoiler headlines for, say, the last Jedi novelization where I've been like, dudes, you know, it's not out yet, so don't do that, but... Yeah, that's a whole separate issue. I haven't seen any spoiler stuff for Rebels or haven't allowed myself to see any spoiler stuff. So what I'm suggesting to you here, for all I know, (laughs) 
There's spoiler stuff out there that's going to utterly and completely contradict what I'm about to suggest to you. But, you know, such is life. You know, you're going out on a limb. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. It seems to me, you know, the thing that I mentioned earlier about Governor Price and how we see her in captivity of a bunch of rebels. And we also see her on a gunship and part of the attack on rebel headquarters makes me think that the first half of the finale, the uh, family reunion and farewell, that the first half of that is going to be the attack on the Imperial Command Center. And then the second part of the episode is going to be the attack on rebel headquarters. And so what ultimately I think is going to happen, or at least this is the guess that I'm making, is that when they break in to try to destroy this Imperial Command Center, they capture Governor Price as part of this operation, whether that's the intention or not, I don't necessarily know, but certainly she makes for a valuable chip in this whole situation. Meanwhile, Thrawn is going to arrive back at Lethal after his consultations with Emperor Palpatine on Coruscant, and rather than give in to any demands that the rebels might be making, he is going to order the bombardment of the entire city, the entire capital of Lethal there. And that may include bombarding the actual Imperial Command Center as well, which is rather ironic in a way, because, of course, Governor Price had the fuel depot destroyed, which was essentially fulfilling the rebels' goal of stopping production on the tide of fenders, but she turned it around by saying, hey, this is a big victory against the rebels because we killed that Kanan Jarrus guy. Let's have a parade, right? And so by covering up any of the rebels' activity, by destroying the entirety of the city, then Thrawn is kind of essentially doing a similar thing, I guess, in my estimation. And so when we see the ghost flying on Lothal and Hera yelling, hang on, and she spins the ghost to swat one of those Imperial gunships in a move that is coincidentally a very similar move to the one Han Solo performs in that Solo A Star Wars story trailer, that could be the ghost trying to escape Lothal once all the stuff has gone down at the Rebel HQ with any survivors that she may have been able to pile on board the ghost. And we know the ghost itself, the actual ship, survives the events of Star Wars Rebels because it was the ghost specifically that we saw in Rogue One. And even though it looks like the same ship in the Forces of Destiny episode that takes place right after the Battle of Endor, you know, we haven't been confirmed, I don't think, that that is actually the ghost itself. Maybe we have. I'm not 100% positive. Certainly the Occam's razor of whatever the simplest explanation is is probably the most likely one. That would mean that it is most likely the original ghost. But we know for sure at least that the ghost is going to survive Lethal as well because it is the ghost that we see in Rogue One. And as far as who survives the finale of Rebels, well... We've got a lot of people that we're invested in for this one. I mean, aside from Ezra and Sabine and Zeb, we're also bringing Rex and Wolf and Gregor into this mess, as well as Agent Callus and Hondo Onaka and Ryder Azadi, who's been leading the Rebels on the fall for so long. Oh, and let's not forget Ketsu Onyo, the Mandalorian bounty hunter and friend of Sabine Wren, and Mark Matten, who is the character loosely based on Matt Martin from the Lucasfilm Story Group, and a Rebel pilot who survived the Rebel assault on Lethal at the end of the first half of Season 4 of Star Wars Rebels. I think we have to lose some of them, but ultimately the big three, Ezra, Sabine, and Zeb, I don't see us losing either one of them at this point because they've shown that they want to give us and the characters time to grieve over significant deaths, and losing one of those three, 
I can't see them giving us any significant time to grieve in these last three episodes. So I'm just going to say I think all three of them are going to survive. But it won't be too much longer until we find out. So until then, I'm going to stop right here and say thank you very much, as always, for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you ride your tauntaun past the first marker, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a Force Ghost vision, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.